I hate most rich people. <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> are we eating the rich in this episode? <laughs> we are eating the rich. It's going to be an ASMR episode where we eat the rich. And I hate rich people. I really do. I hate how wealthy people have this air about them where they think, I earned my success, so no matter what, nobody's ever, ever allowed to do anything bad to me. Because I, I keep hearing that again and again and again. I earned my success. I earned my success. I don't understand. Right. What is, I, what is, I, I want to be one of those rich people, though. <laughs> You do? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, yeah, I'm halfway there. I mean, we just got to get a couple more, you know, I've been really looking into this, uh, this whole thing, this, this, this calamity that some people on CNBC are calling it because we are rising up and eating the rich. Yeah. This is, I, I don't understand the concept also of wealthy people, especially on Wall Street. And everybody now knows about stocks all of a sudden. And we've all mm -hmm. seen this. We've all seen on Wall Street how Redditors, that's how you pronounce it, right? I've never learned. I'd say, yeah, Reddit, Reddit, Redditors, Redditors, Red, Redditors. Redditors. Redditorians, Redditorians. <laughs> have, have just what, single-handedly upended Wall Street? Not, not fully because of Robin not Hood's... Yet, not yet. There's not yet. <laughs> There's still time. There's still time. Hasn't hasn't happened yet. And this really great story was posted on CNN that I loved that I loved reading because it really lays things out for you, right? Really lays things out for you. So here's the, here's the quote from CNN. Omar couldn't believe what was happening. He should have been concentrating on the student he was tutoring in physics. A job he did during his free time while enrolled in a post-batch, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that, pre-med program. But Omar's eyes kept darting back to the Robinhood app open on his phone. For all those who are unfamiliar, Robinhood is an app that allows just pretty much, not necessarily, I don't want to say normal people, but normal people to trade and, and sell stocks. And right, it right, helps familiarize right. your, you with the stock market without using a lot of the complicated lingo. Because as we all know, it's tough to understand the stock market and how it works. And you, you hear things like NASDAQ and you're like, I don't know what the fuck that means. It's a NASDAQ. <laughs> right, right. What is that? Who is that? Is that a Who person? Who is that? Is it a person? Is it a business? Is it? It keeps saying, well, the NASDAQ today is at... What do you mean the NASDAQ? What is this, an entity? I don't understand. So... <laughs> Steve Nasdaq. <laughs> yeah, Steve Nasdaq is helping us out. He's the owner. He invented the stock market or something. I, right, I, right. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just made that up, by the way. That's definitely not true. I believe you. So, thank you. I'm very convincing in my knowledge about stonks. So, what I love is that Robin Hood beforehand has this concept of we all know robin hood the story of robin hood who would who is a bandit and i say bandit with quotation marks who is a bandit who would steal from the rich and then give to the poor oh we all love robin hood not the rich but anybody who's not rich loves robin hood all right 
So he would stand right. up to all these rich people, and then that's how they got the Robin Hood app, which sounds nice because it gives regular people a chance to make millions or even billions in this story's case on the stock market. So we go back to, to, to the story, right, to give everybody a background on Robin Hood, just simplify stocks for you. So, but Omar Zars kept darting back to the Robinhood app open on his phone. Omar had invested $6,000 in Beyond Meat options. In the days before that tutoring session, he'd seen the value of that investment rocket up to almost 15000 What he was witnessing now, though, felt like torture. Down 2000 down 3000 By lunchtime, the stock options Omar had bought were down around 7000 from their peak. Omar knew he should probably sell the options before they became worthless, but he followed the mantra of the place where he'd first learned about options trading, the subreddit. Uh, so it's it's the subreddit Wall Street Bets and held on. It was diamond hands, said Omar, using the site's term for holding an option even after incurring extreme losses or gains. It was like all or nothing. So essentially at this point, he's like gambling on this on this stock that keeps going down and down and down in value. Within two days, Omar had lost not only his gains, but his entire initial investment. I, I feel like we don't need to explain to the listeners that that's not good. Right, right, right. I'm no economist, but that's not fantastic. It doesn't sound great. Sounds like Omar's not doing good. All right. So desperate to earn it back, Omar, 23 years old, a child of a working class immigrant parents, took the rest of the money he could scrounge up, cash from his tutoring gig, his stimulus check, a chunk of his freshly deposited student loans, those supposed to pay for his living expenses, expenses, which were basically non-existent after he had moved home during the COVID-19 outbreak, and poured all of it, $22,000, into his Robinhood account. Then he opened up Wall Street bets. I was really scared. Omar, Omar told CNN Business in an interview in August, all I wanted to do was just make my initial money back and pay it off which i'm gonna be honest <laughs> sounds insane you're gonna you're yeah, going that, to invest that sounds like crazy person tactics <laughs> yeah twenty two thousand. that's like going into a casino and going like all or nothing let's see if this works out <laughs> right right it's my whole future i'm literally leveraging everything <laughs> everything twenty two thousand dollars twenty two thousand dollars that's his life savings that's that's like everything Right. Twenty two thousand to a normal person. That's a lot of fucking money to just have. Do you know what I mean? Hell yeah. Like just Hell have yeah. in your especially in your savings account. By the end of the week, he had lost it all again. This is a fascinating story. What the fuck, Omar? Omar, who spoke to, on the condition. Stick to physics, my guy. <laughs> I know. Right. It's like I feel like you could make some good money. Uh, working in physics, right? Especially if you're tutoring somebody in it. Who spoke on the condition that he be referred to using a pseudonym out of concern over the legality of trading with money from his student loans said that, excuse me, said that he blames himself for his losses but regrets ever stumbling upon one of Reddit's most active communities. I would not have traded options, Omar admitted, if I had not found Wall Street bets. So this January with, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say this, this article is, is, I mean, okay. So we see what side they're on, you, you know, it's basically don't listen to strangers advice on the internet. Um, right. 
It's gambling with your life savings. Why would you go to a subreddit yeah, for advice? This is, I mean, come on. Somebody has this. This is one person being, I not even take it for a ride. This kid's 23 years old. He's a year younger than I am. I got to tell you, $20,000 in the bank, $22,000 in the bank in, court, in the case of Omar. I'm not dumping it because somebody told me on Reddit that it was a good idea. My man, you got to open your eyes. You went to college, obviously. Like, this is, this is a, I know, I know what the article's trying to say. Like, don't listen to strangers on the internet. These hedge fund people know what they're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're getting advice and you're not listening. There's no little voice in the back of your head going, hey, this maybe is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, what's weird is you ever see the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I have not seen it in its entirety, no. So I can't claim to have seen every detail of it. That's all right. It's a long-ass movie. Uh, it's right. it's <laughs> literally busy. the length of like one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, my God. I know. I know. This guy did a lot of shit in his life. So Jordan Belfort, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio plays Jordan Belfort, who in the 1980s, 1990s, was like big on Wall Street. Really, really, really big. Very famous. He was known as the Wolf of Wall Street. And he tries to create a company that sells penny stocks, okay? Because you make 50% commission yep. when you sell penny stocks. He thought he could make a lot of money. He did make a lot of money off of it because he was so good at selling to people. And he would always sell to these schmucks. And he wanted all of his people in his new company, all of his stockbrokers, uh, in order to... He, he wanted them to sell blue chip stocks and then penny stocks so they could make all this money. But they couldn't... They could only sell penny stocks to schmucks who didn't have that much money. And he's like, right. all right, I want you to sell penny stocks to people who usually buy blue chip stocks, right? Blue chip is... Uh, like really, really big, like like mobile or like um, you know, like any of the gas Tesla, Netflix, Amazon, like that. The biggest companies, the biggest corporations in the world. That's where yeah. they. That's where they trade. And he says that he needed to train his people because nobody with a college. This was his quote. Uh, who? What asshole with a college level education is going to believe these schmucks? He was like, I need to train right. them to be better salesmen. Here is a college-educated, an extremely college-educated a-hole, one of those people he was talking about, right? An extremely college-educated person who does fall for that. I, yeah. I thought Jordan Belfort had a good point in that scene, and I was like, yeah, who, who you know, I, if somebody called me and was like, hey, why don't you invest $10,000 in this company that you've never heard of? I, I mean, even me, I know the sales tactics, but maybe if I wasn't into sales, if they were a really good salesman, Maybe I would believe them, right? Maybe I would, but Robinhood is not, there's no salesman on it, right? It's just an app that's, you know, telling right. you. And on top of the fact that there's no salesman on it, the people he is believing are people on Reddit, not even people that are calling him, people on Reddit that have no, it sounds like they don't have any prior experience with stock. It never says, it never clarifies if these people on Reddit are known popular or successful stock traders yeah right it's the weirdest fucking thing so he said so it says this january with wall street bets now an inescapable presence omar was back on the board back to trading uh so here's where things get really weird and, and interesting right so this week's been a banner 
one for Reddit's island of misfit investors. Wall Street bets exploded in the mainstream, moving from the front page of Reddit to the front page of the New York Times and nearly every other major news site. The subreddit short squeeze of GameStop helped shoot up the price of the video game retailer stock a mind-boggling 1,700%. From the beginning of January to Wednesday, before it fell again Thursday, captivating the minds and wallets of investors, both casual and institutional, in financial regulators. So for all and those who were, yeah. To, to, to that point, to the only reason why it fell on Thursday was because that certain trading and certain brokers refused to allow people to uh, buy any more shares of it. That's the mm-hmm. only reason it fell because you couldn't buy any more of it. You could only sell. So people panicked and sold everything because it, it dropped down to like $150 a share. And then right. when Robinhood eventually relented and let people buy one share again, it went all the way back up. I think it's now in the 300s as we speak today. In the 300s, so, which, is, which is insane. Because yeah. to add on to that background, GameStop was not doing well at all. They were bankrupt. And mm-hmm. they were looking to sell. And nobody would buy them. Nobody would buy them because GameStop has an extremely outdated business model. I, I, I never go to GameStop for, for anything. Why would I? A, I can literally download all of the games I could ever want. B, if I want a gaming system, I can go to Best Buy. I can go to Walmart. Yep. There's so many different places other than GameStop where I can A, buy physical games, B, buy the, the, the physical like consoles, and C... I can just download everything and utilize everything digitally if I so wish. They had the, mar- they had the market cornered for a while. I mean, like the aughts and 2010s, GameStop was the place. Like you went to GameStop to go get your video games, to go trade in your video games, which oh, yeah. is an entirely different thing. Like, you know, we, we all know, we all think we know what something is worth. And they, I think, have a different idea. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, they were, you know, they cornered the market. Unfortunately, they were the only people you could go to if you wanted to trade in your games. And you would be like, hey, this is a perfect condition Grand Theft Auto 5 disc. And Grand Theft Auto 5 was released, you know, it could have been released like two weeks ago. And they'd be like, yeah, we'll give you $10 for it. And right, you're like, they got to make the money 60. back in profit. Right. So. Not a lot of people are exactly selling their physical copies, especially because so many people buy digital copies now. Right. You know, right, so right. It, it, it's like the only thing that the, the only disadvantage of me buying all these digital copies is that eventually I run out of space. Oh, I'll just get more space. Right. More. Right. Right. Oh, no. Problem solved in 13 seconds. Right. Now I can just get a memory card and OK, great. Now I can download double the games that I had before. Right. And never go back to GameStop. Right. So GameStop sucks. People hate them. I hate their customer service. It's just, it's a whole thing. And they bump up like a business that's struggling so much. So just to give a background, the fact that it's GameStop is fucking hilarious. Like it's, this, uh, If it's any company, it's gotta be GameStop. It, it has to be GameStop. to be GameStop. That was the part where I saw that and I was like, that is so 2021. That is perfect. so 2021. It would make no sense if it was Amazon because how are you going to boost a stock that's already pretty high? Exactly. You know, 
So I thought that that was absolutely hysterical. So it goes on to say, but while millions are now discovering Wall Street bets, which is the subreddit for the first time, it has been building momentum throughout the pandemic. One can trace its epic rise to a perfect storm of favorable conditions. The exponential growth of the app Robinhood and its no-fee options trading, the extreme mm-hmm. uh, uh, volatility COVID-19 brought to the markets, the stimulus checks mailed to millions of Americans, lack of televised sports for much of the year, and the unwanted free time stuck at home the pandemic has forced on many people. It's, you know, people are learning to code or to knit or to trade stocks or, right, like... Yeah, all of us. That's are, what, are, yeah, that's that's the whole reason that I got into it was because literally of the pandemic and being in news radio and watching all of these stocks fall. My buddies and I had a conversation and we had never dealt with anything like this. We basically all met up virtually and said, we're doing this. We have an initial investment. Some had a bigger one than others because they made way more money at the time. And we dumped money into certain stocks that we thought we were going to do well. And for a while, we really were into it. Like, we were talking about it. We were up early looking at the numbers and stuff like that. Like, it was, it was, a, it, it's a bot. You do one of two things. You either learn to knit or you invest in stocks. It's right. one of the two. <laughs> I chose knitting and now I regret that. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. I'll think of you once I get I... my uh, $40,000 from GameStop. <laughs> Listen, don't think of me. Give me some of that money. That's I got you. Don't you worry. I, I, remember, I remember my own. But yeah, that's I, right. I will, tell, I will tell you, this whole thing has... I, I invested in GameStop. I'll be completely upfront and honest and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I invested four shares at about 200 and some odd dollars. I think it was 270 I said, you know what? It's already ridiculously high. I had been reading the subreddit for a while. I kind of, I, I knew about them basically when the pandemic happened to figure out what I was going to do. Like, okay, should I buy Disney stock? Should I buy Peloton, Planet Fitness, that sort of thing? Um, yeah. Which all the way uh, turned out to be three very, very good investments. Not going to lie, not going to brag. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, but just to see like, what other people are talking about. I'm not going to CNBC and looking at like what Jim Cramer has to say, or all these investment people have to say, because quite frankly, nobody out of them predicted the stock market crashing the way that it did. So why am I going to listen to them about what I should invest in if they didn't even know this was coming in the first place? Right. Right. So Um, you, you, you want to kind of, you want to be careful then. You've been careful. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I. It's money that if I come, if this goes belly up, and I lose it, it's about a grand. I'll be, I'll be completely honest with and fair with you. It's about a grand because I know that more than likely at the time that we're recording this, the House and the Senate are going to work on some sort of relief bill, and some sort of check will get sent to my house. I know that I, I'm playing with house money because if I lose it all. I can make those losses up basically in an instant because I know that something, something is coming. I don't know what it is. If it's 600, if it's 1400, if it's $2,000 checks, something is coming. And I know I have jobs and income and things of that nature. But the problem is I know I have that. And like Omar here just decides to spend (laughs) 
fucking 22K and dump it into, what was it, Beyond at the beginning of the article? Beyond like, Meals or something. Oh, my God. Like, what are you doing? I mean, did he get, like, an investment tip from a friend? Did it, you know... It sounds like, like he got he it from Walt from the red the subreddit. Yeah, well the problem is like you can if you're gonna go go small, that's like go like you said, like the casino. When you go to the casino and you lose say you go there two hundred dollars, you lose a buck eighty. You're not gonna walk out of there going, Man, fuck the casino. That's you. You did that. You keep right. feeding the beast. Like I can't get mad if the dog takes my hand off. If I keep sticking my hand in the dog's mouth. Right. You know, at some point you have to look inside yourself and go, hey, I did that. Hey, I screwed up. That wasn't smart of me to do. But everybody's got to blame somebody else, which is just the most ridiculous thing. Well, that's what I find funny is that you are smarter from a street smart sense than this guy Omar who's tutoring people in physics like financially that's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen happen is somebody because yeah. you are gambling you're not in you know investing is gambling because you are trusting that whatever you are investing in is going to make money and there's mm -hmm. no guarantee it's going to make money so if you invest of course not. in simplest terms for all those who are like curious about investing it could be there is a new dry cleaner that's coming out and you want to be one of the first investors and you invest a certain amount of money. If the dry cleaner makes a lot of money, your reward for trusting that that business would be successful and giving them some of that money is that now you make more money than what you originally put down and invested. Right. Right. In, in, in simplest terms. But if they don't succeed, that money's then gone. You don't get anything back. They're not like, oh, here's your money back. No, that yeah, money sorry, is gone. Sorry, this month. <laughs> right. So if it's gone, it's gone. That's it. And if it doubles, it doubles. Or if it triples, it triples. It's like when you buy a stock. If you buy a stock and then it doubles and triples and then you sell, congratulations, you made some more money. Right? You made more right. money than it's a casino. It's all the it's it's pretty much all the same like concept. It gets a lot more complicated once you really start looking at the percentages but really in simplest terms that's that's what robin hood helps people understand and why would you take twenty two thousand dollars and invest it when investing is not a guarantee so he lost it yeah i i know this sounds harsh i don't feel bad for him no i don't feel not bad a, not at all not at all if your favorite sports team decided to throw a hail mary pass from their 20 yard line with like 10 minutes to go on first down and it gets intercepted that's on them that's right. not on you that's on them like i i just i these stories piss me off because number one it puts millennials number in a bad light first of all it allows people that are older to go oh these kids that you know don't know anything blah 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 well yeah you're proving us right omar what the yeah. fuck now you're now all you're doing is basically he's doubling down on trying to win the money that he invested back and he wants to turn a profit on the money that he lost. Yeah. Like he can't stick to physics, my guy. Please, <laughs> please. That's a good stick, career. What are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Physics got a long lifespan. Yeah. But my grandma told me one thing. My grandma was gigantic into penny stocks 
and the market and things of that nature and real estate and whatever. She loved it. It was her dream. She loved the casino. She loved gambling. She knew that you bet with your head, not over it. If you have $20,000 total, do you know how much you bet with when you go to the casino? A hundred dollars. Yeah. You don't take, no, you don't take a grand. You don't take 1500. You don't take $2,000. You take a hundred dollars. And if you make any money on that hundred dollars, you're done. As soon as you make a positive profit, you're done because every single time that she would go to the casino with my grandfather, who did sometimes listen to what she said and sometimes she didn't, he would make, say they played blackjack. He made $300 on his $100. He then would take that $300 and then spend it. And now you're out those $300 and now you're out the $100 you originally began with. So right. instead of being up $400, you now have nothing. Yeah. That's what Omar did. Omar did that. <laughs> Except he didn't walk away from the blackjack table. Jail. That was his problem. No, he just that was thought, his problem. fuck it, Beyond Meat Burgers, Hail Mary, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm God, all in. Yeah, I just want to just sit him and shake him for a second. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. I don't understand that. I, I, I really don't understand that. I've seen people do it before. And he did say he regrets it, so he, at least he kind of knows... I guess that it was oh, a dumb call. Oh, good. He kind I'm, of I'm glad he knows now. I'm glad he knows to not give his real name, considering he used his student loans, some of the money that he got. <laughs> right. That well, that extra money, by the way, when you get student loans, is not for you. Have loans that go towards they pay the you know fast for whatever they they pay the college. Anything that's left over then is you're supposed to use it as a college student for food or for, you know, for, for whatever, for like essentials, you know, especially right. if you're not working and you just want to focus on school the whole time. That's the whole point of that loan. And now gamble that loan away. So not only does he have money that he would have to pay back in the first place, because that's still money that you have to pay back when it's a student loan. Like you don't just they don't give you a pass on the money that you use on food. Like, you still have to pay that back afterwards. So right. he now he owes even more money. I mean, he thinks he lost when he lost his savings. No, he now owes that. He o And now he owes his student loans and now more than his student loans. I <laughs> Oh, because they'll charge interest. They, they don't care. Yeah. Bro, you, you gambled with money that you, number one, should not have been gambling with in the first place. But I'm pretty sure you two, have to sign a contract saying money. what you would use it for. Yeah. Oh, not to mention, now you might have legal fees levied against you. Because if he makes, if he turns around and wins, like, say he gets like a quarter of a million dollars or something like that. He comes forward with his name or something like that. The staff said will come after him and be like, uh, yeah, I got bad news for you, my guy. Uh, about 40% yeah. belongs to us. Oh, my God. I don't. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Is this is this a good thing or is this a bad thing for Wall Street bets? Yeah. I. It's. It really. Honestly, at this point in my life, I say it honestly depends on the person. Yeah. It has to. It has to depend on the person. There is, as far as I know, short of selling drugs or like prostitution, there's no get rich quick schemes. Or you try and rob a bank that are legal. 
that are 100% completely legal. Is the stock market rigged? No. I mean, yes and no. It's not meant for little people to win. It's meant for these hedge funds and these billion-dollar corporations to win. But that's the point. Mom-and-pop businesses don't make the world go round. Merrill Lynch does. J.P. Morgan does. Chase does. NASDAQ. S&P. Like, all of these big, big companies, there's a reason for everything. There's a reason why they exist. And if you can make $100 or $100,000 on Robinhood because you invested in GameStop at the right time, perfect. That is life-changing money for an individual. But if you risk it all and you lose it all, you can't go out and blame fucking Wall Street bets because your dumbass thought it was a good idea to put all in on Beyond Meat Burgers <laughs> instead of, like, Disney or, like, Netflix. You think Disney's going anywhere? Like, really? Really? Yeah. Think, think long and hard about how much they own, how many properties they own, how many, like, television networks they own. Disney is not going away. They will not go away. And I know people are like, oh, it's the Blockbuster thing. They're too big to fail. Blockbuster isn't even a atom on Disney's radar. They, they don't even exist. Netflix is like a thing. Sure, it's a big deal. It's a big corporation. It's worth a lot of money. But compared to Disney... Dude, they're not a pimple on Disney's ass. Yeah. Disney will be here for 100 years, 200 years, unless they find Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen head. Like, at this point. Yeah, that's point, right. <laughs> like, that's it. That's the only thing that's going to bring them down. I'm sorry. They're gigantic. They're massive. Yeah. And, uh, you and know, uh, uh, I know. <laughs> I know. It's, it's so Wall Street, I do love the war that's happening on Wall Street, though. Yeah, I do I, love I that. I completely agree with you. I love that, and I think it's hysterical. So, it's to to go on with with this article. It it, it talks about how so uh, one could trace its epic rise to a perfect storm of favorable conditions. So again, talking about the 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 Wall Street Wall Street bets and the whole thing. All right. Yeah. So basically, what had happened, and again, for all those who are are super unfamiliar is that Wall Street uh, bets, it's, it's many celebrated Wall Street bets war on GameStop short sellers as a populist campaign against hedge fund raiders looking to profit off the destruction of a well-known retail brand like GameStop. But unlike many other similar online communities, there's also a clear financial goal for the people in it. It's a means to an end, explained one of them, A.J. Vanover, at his retail job in a battery store in Missouri. There's battery stores? All right. Uh, Vanover. <laughs> hey, they still had a they had a, they still had a Sears in the town that my girlfriend's from. <laughs> well, I, mean, I haven't seen a, I haven't seen a, year, a Sears in fucking ten years, man. I mean, Sears sells a lot of stuff, though. A battery store. That's uh, all right. Listen, I guess I guess that's the thing. I guess they sell all kinds of batteries. Get all of your batteries here. <laughs> So it says Vanover makes around 35000 a year, but on Wednesday, he found himself a paper millionaire. His Robinhood account exceeded $1 million according to screenshots he provided, but he hadn't cashed out yet. For months, Vanover had been following GameStop as a value play, posting his thoughts on Wall Street bets along the way. So he's one of the ones uh, that oh, made a lot of money he's off. He's been in it for a while. Yeah, so he started at the beginning. This week, Vanover was off from work, quarantining after a co-worker con uh, contracted 
um, COVID-19, but now thinks he won't return to his old job. I know I'm going to do two weeks notice, he said with a nervous laugh, so I'll be nice about it. Vanover said he plans to help his parents with their mortgage, and he intends to keep investing in options. I mean, that's some that's some life-changing money, like Christ. I agree, but I don't know if that's enough to quit your job type of money, because you got to remember, and this is what this dude has to remember, there are taxes and fees associated with everything. If you win the lottery, you're not getting $1 billion. You're getting no. a percentage of that $1 billion. There's always going to be stuff that's taken out of. Right. Right. So, so he'll be able to survive off it for a time if he if he lives carefully. Like, oh, if he's just yeah, like, I'm going to buy a $100,000 boat. Well, now you're down 10% from what you originally had. Right. And you got to think, too, like, he could have, uh, you're right, he could live comfortably for, I, he could live really well for a year, or he keeps doing what he's doing and he can make a lot more money, or hopefully just sock that money away and use it as his savings, basically. And that way you have a safety net in case you run out of luck with your options. But yeah, he could really party it up for a year, probably next year. I don't think this year is going to be the year to party it up to be honest yeah. with you. Uh, maybe take a rain check on that. But that, Wait that until might we can go outside. A good thing. Yeah, that might be a yeah. good thing for him. Like, honestly, like that might be one of those situations where you look back in five and ten years' time and you go, wow, I'm really glad I didn't spend that money right then. Right. Right. Oh, I 100% agree. Because it, it, it's... He... I love this story because it's also showing that being smart with money and being smart with other things, other topics are two so fucking different things. Two completely oh, different yes. things. 100%. Because I've known people before who have like this high-end job uh, or like they're a doctor, they're a lawyer, they're something, and they just spend all this crazy money on cars and houses and all this stuff because they get it for the first time, and then they lose it all. I had a buddy in high school who he had gotten run over by a car and it permanently damaged his shoulder. And mm. once every 10 to 20 years, I mean, it was a hundred. This the guy who ran him over, uh, he won the lawsuit against him. And now this guy owes him $100,000. And once every, I think, five to 10 years, he has to give him a lump sum of money. And at one point, this guy had to give him, this was about five years, five or more years ago. I know that this friend of mine was getting $27,000. That's, okay? that's a job to some people. That's a job. That's, that's a job. That's an entire salary. Yeah. And... Uh, you could do so much with that money. You can put it away for savings. Oh. You could take a couple thousand and, and start investing. You know, yeah. um, you could you could start a Roth IRA. You could do a million different things. You could start a retirement account. So you could do a million things. He, it's all gone now. All of it. Yeah, and I remember not, talking to him. That's not a good idea. <laughs> I talked to him years ago, and I'm like, where did the money go? I don't understand. What did you spend it on? And he was like, yeah, I was just like buying cars and like. And I was like, what do you mean cars? Cars. Plural? What, is this, what is this plural? Plural? What do you mean Multiple? cars? <laughs> I hope there were shit boxes that were a thousand dollars each. Twenty seven thousand dollars like right on a car. Did you do monthly payments? How much did you put down on it? Like if you get twenty seven thousand and you're careful with it, you can make that go so far. All you have to do is be careful with it. 
You know, buy yeah. buy a used. You can get such a nice used car for eleven, twelve thousand. Oh, yeah. Put a big down payment on it, small monthly payments. You know, at a time. Put some money away so that you can, you know, maintain it and the whole thing. You can then use the rest of the money that you got to help you survive while you look for a, a decent job. And then if that d decent job makes enough money that you can survive off of, you never have to touch that additional money. And it can be put into a massive savings account and then take some of it and invest some of it. Like, yeah, that's, that's exactly. So while you were saying that, like with the lump sum of money that he gets. I was just thinking, like, it, that's a lot of money to spend. Like, you got to really spend $27,000 in a year. I mean, I know if, like, and if you're not, like, using it for expenses, like, like rent or, like, the UI bill or, like, buying a car and stuff like that. Little onesie, twosie purchases, that's a lot of money to spend. That's a lot of money to spend in one yeah. year of just, like, fuck you money, basically. I could completely, with my bills, because I know all my finances in my head, with my bills, I could probably live completely, just, you know, quit my job and the whole thing, pay all of my bills, yeah. maybe get a little extra, maybe get a coffee or whatever here and there, right, still get groceries, still live fine, for about a year and a half, two years, with that amount of money. I could pay my years. entire rent for two years, I could pay... I could definitely, I could pay this, the car that I'm literally in right now, I could pay that off three times over. Like, that's a lot of money. Again, like, that's, that's what I mean. It's just a lot of money to spend. And the fact that he was buying cars and stuff like that, like, no, 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 no. So no. I, I was in a similar situation with this. I didn't get, I didn't get a hundred grand. I wish I got a hundred grand. That'd be kind of cool. But um, I was in an accident. I was not at fault. And I got a lump sum of money from that accident. And immediately, immediately, I was sat down once they gave me the check. The, the check was for $12,000. I'll be completely Damn, upfront and personal about it. Not bad at all. But the Damn. problem was, you know how was I, you know how old I was when I caught it? How old? I was, I, I was 17 years old. <laughs> Oh, that money's gone then. <laughs> so, so immediately, I had my parents' accountant because they have they have people. My grandparents' accountant, basically, they both sat me down because they're from the same company and said, "Here's what we want to do. We don't want to give you this money. I'm gonna be there." They were like, "We're gonna be flat out honest with you. Giving you this money is a really, really bad idea because yeah. you'll spend it. Right? It's it's a it's terrible because." Yeah, it's really cool to have $17,000 in your bank account, and then all of a sudden, all of that money is gone, and now you don't have $17,000, and you have nothing. Yeah. So they put it into a restricted account where I can't touch it, which is the best thing that I, has ever happened. To be completely honest with you, it's the best thing that's ever happened because I know at the end of the day, as soon as I turn 21, I can move that around. But when I, I got to tell you, when I turned 21... I didn't move it. I didn't touch it because I knew what's the point because I'm just going to spend it. Exactly. You can't, you can't basically, you can't set yourself. If you get a windfall like that, you can't set yourself up for failure by just like, oh, well, see you later. We're just going to dump and change it. Forget about uh -huh. it. Oh, 100%. That's it. That's just the end game. Like, but that's what, that's what your buddy did. That's yeah. That's 
spent it. And, and it just reminds me of all the people like involved in this story, whereas some people got more out of it. They got more. They got millions or like billions or, or whatever it might be by For betting sure. on this insane GameStop stock. So to simplify things for everybody who's curious about this story, Robinhood had basically allowed people to trade, buy, and sell this stock that was worth so much money, GameStop stock, and the hedge funds overnight lost billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Therefore, yeah, it drove, therefore, they lose, them losing money drove the price up even further, which because, is called the squeeze. Yeah, so they, because they were betting on the business to fail. And yeah. <laughs> the Redditors spited <laughs> so them by making that by by making it so no, we're gonna drive the stock price up if we keep buying it and buying it, buying it, buying it. All of a sudden the stock price goes up. The hedge funds lose billions of dollars because they didn't expect such a coordinated effort uh, from yep. the pores, as they like to call them. <laughs> from the pores. Right. And then all of a sudden, overnight, I mean, if they're losing billions, it means other people are gaining those billions. Yep. And a bunch of Redditors gain millions and billions of dollars, literally just I, within a couple of weeks. I don't remember who it was, but I know he was, I think he was either the founder of Wall Street Bets, or he's like seriously into Wall Street Bets. One guy turned $53,000, turned it into, I think, 11 or $12 million or something. Insane oh, my like God. That. But here's the oh thing, and this is, this is going to be interesting. So this right now, number one, it's the biggest story in the country. Flat yeah. out, 100%. It has surpassed the coronavirus. Like, this is the biggest story in the country. And I have, I mean, I have four shares. So, I mean, like, I have a grand in total sunk into it. So, like... If I make whatever, <clears throat> I basically told my girlfriend, Michelle, because I told her, I was like, hey, by the way, um, I sunk $1,000 into this story that's just like all over the news. Yeah. She was kind of mad. And I was like, well, think about it this way. If, and now I'm starting to get into like crazy territory. Yeah. If this goes up to $1,000, I've made $700 profit on each one. If it goes up to $5,000, I've made a ridiculous amount of profit. If it goes up to $10,000... I think I will call an emergency podcast meeting uh, where I just scream into my mic for two and a half hours about how I'm rich and I'm like Scrooge McDuck and no one can stop me. Let's make if it three it hours. Any, I, listen, if it gets any higher, it, I think I'll start really losing my mind if it gets to a thousand. Honest yeah. to God, I will start losing my mind if it gets to a thousand. And that's entirely possible. If it gets to 5,000, I will be inconsolable. If it gets any higher than 10,000, I don't even know what I'll do. But it's all about what you do next. If you're listening to this right now, right now, right? Wherever you're listening, in your car, at your house, wherever, it's what you do next. You have this opportunity. If you win a bunch of money from GameStop, if this works out in our favor, in the poor's favor, and you come out on top, it is all about what you do next. This is money that you did not expect to have. This is money that you didn't, I'm assuming, didn't really bank on getting because I have never seen this in 25 years of life. This is an unexpected windfall that you have. Yes. Be smart. Don't be dumb. Do not be dumb. Don't turn around. Don't turn and burn it. Don't 
spend it on frivolous things. This could help you. This could help your family. This could help people that you know. This could help an institution, depending on how much you win. You know, this is potentially really life-changing money. Yeah. So, be in all honesty, be smart. Like, be fucking smart. Right. Don't end up like Omar. That's the, that is the lesson from this episode. I'm going to end, <laughs> don't be end Omar. the episode with this. Do not be Omar. <laughs> don't do it because you're going to end up on the front page of a CNN article while you're chewing your fingernails while teaching a kid physics because you just dumped $22,000 into Beyond Meat stock. Yeah. Don't do it. If you have the opportunity to make this money, save it, savor it, and just go about your life. Yeah. Go about your life. Don't be dumb. That, that's the bottom line. Just be smart with this windfall because it, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like this again. I really have no idea if we ever will see anything like this, what is happening right now in this country. 2021 is full of surprises, and 2020 oh. was also full of surprises. I think it's just going to continue. If it happens, if it keeps happening, then great. That is something to behold. But you're absolutely right, man. This year this year is off to a wild start. A wild start. This has been crazy. Uh, this has also been financial advice with Christian and Maxwell. Yeah. I said your <laughs> yeah, name first because you, you gave more advice than I did. I didn't really give advice. It was more yeah. so <laughs> it was more so you giving your, your commentary, your your sound advice, I will say. I got you. Sounds if anybody, insane. I would, in all honesty, if there is somebody that's a CPA or somebody, because this isn't going away for a very, very long time. So yeah. quite frankly, I think we have a little, I think by next Tuesday when we drop a new episode, like we'll have some time, you know, I think this will still be front page headlines. Oh, um, I think so. If there's, if there's anybody, anybody that has a background in finance or something like that, shoot us an email. Shoot us an email, leave a review, like let us, I want to pick somebody's brain that's been in this field. Like I want to know what the hell just happened here. And if this thing keeps continuing, I'd love to keep going to this person or people. If there's multiple, reach out, send a message. Like we'd love to, we'd love to talk to you. Yes, please. Maxwell's magic hour at gmail.com. Shoot us a message. And make sure to follow us on Instagram as well, at Christian Turnquist and at Maxwell McFly, at Brooke Llewellyn. Um, uh, uh, we wish her well. She could not be here today, but she will be here next week. Uh, make sure to follow us as well, at Maxwell's Magic Hour. Please, seriously, that is a serious offer. Email us, Maxwell's uh, Magic Hour at gmail.com. If you're interested in coming on the show and explaining your expertise, if you're an expert in finance, if you're just a random person who has comments <laughs> about finance, we don't want to hear from you. Um, <laughs> Right. We, so we want you to Thank leave you. a review, Thank you for though. clarifying. Yeah, we want you to leave a review. I don't want Joe Schmo coming on the podcast and being like, I don't know anything about finance, but I know a thing or two about the Robin Hood app. No, I want somebody in finance. I want a real motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I love it. I think that's a great way to, great way to sum that up. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Christian, for being on the podcast. Thanks to all the listeners for listening to our financial advice. This has been Maxwell's Magic Hour. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Shoot us an email if you know anything about finance or just in general. We love your emails. We really do. It's true. And remember, to end this, don't be Omar. That's don't my be Omar. final thing. Have a good one, everybody. So long. <laughs>